With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coachstone Podcast. This is uh, Coach Stone Podcast number seven. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Coach Stone Podcast. Uh, last week we had the uh, Coach Rob Evert uh, from um, Bridgewater College. Um, I want to thank him with the Go Army Edge stuff. Uh, I want to also thank J.C. Hawks Radio. I want to thank J.C. Hawks Sports Network for letting me do this. I appreciate it. I, I know I only said I was going to do it twice a week, but it looks like it's, it's getting bigger. I'm having a lot more viewers, I, I've heard. So I want to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart for listening. And I hope at the end of every podcast, you can take one or two things away from you. Today's guest, I'm going to tell you a personal level. I know this man very well. And I, I, I want to thank him from the bottom of my heart for, you know, we, we, we've talked ever since 2010 when we met. And we've never stopped, we've never stopped talking since. Um, but our guest for tonight is Gene Crosby, O-line coach, tight end coach, at Campbellsville University, Coach Aryan. Uh yeah, I'm here. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing doing uh, doing great. I mean, I just feel I just feel so blessed to be in the uh, Coach Stone podcast. I mean, oh. you're a professional <laughs> professional coach, international coach. You know, nah, professional man. writer. Wait, on top wait of being a, a teacher and a husband of uh, uh, you know a husband of full a husband and a father of four. I mean, it's a uh, five. It's a true five, honor, five. man. It's it, it's it's five G. You forgot about the last one. Five. <laughs> Boy, we've known each other too long. <laughs> hey, hey, and you know, before we start this podcast and we talk about like game plan and everything, don't don't say like you know all these little like you know you're giving me all these shots because you're a national coach too, and we'll we'll talk about it in a second. So I just want you to know that. So well, that's only because of you, but yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, hey, listen, cream always rises to the top, man. You know what I mean? And yeah, when, when you and Coach Wilson, when uh, someone, when Coach Chappie called me and asked me for two great American coaches, I gave him two, and there you go, you know. But uh, let's do this, Coach Crosby, don't mind. The viewing audience, if you have not listened to the podcast, it's a little different than other ones. The game plan is very simple. We're going to have a pregame. Coach Crosby is going to um, do his little bio and talk about himself, you know, and he better talk highly of himself because he is one of the, probably one of the best offensive line coaches that I know. Um, we're going to do a kickoff question. First drive question. We're going to do a halftime show. We'll get the marching band out. I know Coach Crosby always loved that. We'll do the kick return question. And then we'll do the second drive question after half. And then we'll do a two-minute warning with your wisdom, Coach. And then we'll call it a day. If we have to go to overtime, we will. If we have to order some little Caesars, because that's all we always do, we usually talk. When I'm going to get little Caesars, we always, I always give you a call. You always get fun of me for that. So, um, okay. So, Coach. Let's start the let's start the pregame real quick. Why don't you have the listening? Why don't you introduce yourself to the listening audience? Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I uh, you know this will be my 15th season coaching uh, college football. Um, as, uh, 
I've worked at every level of, uh, of the NCAA, and now I'm working in the, in the NAIA. Um, I've been in the uh, Pac-12 now. Uh, it was the Pac-10 back when I was in there. Uh, I worked at Oregon State for one season under Coach Riley. Um, I was at Youngstown State under uh, John Haycock. Um, you know, I've worked at every level of football as far as scholarship, non-scholarship, did a bunch of years at Division III. Uh, met you at Beloit College. We were there together from 2010 to uh, 2012 and, uh, you know, just coached, uh, coached offensive line, coached running backs, uh, been an offensive coordinator um, on the international level, and uh, just, uh, just love the game of football, man. And, again, um, Coach, how many years have you been doing it for? Uh, this has been my 15th season. 15th season. And that's all in college coaching, correct? Yes, sir. All right, perfect. Okay. So let's do this. Okay. First, the first kickoff question, okay, and take your time on this. Please be very elaborate. Offensive line is like your specialty, okay, when we first met at Beloit in 2010. Tell everybody, you know, as a college coach, what do you look – what are your, like, vital things you're looking for in an offensive lineman? I mean, listen, you know, people say there's talent, you know, there's there's athletic ability. You know, there's things that I saw you do in pre-practice when we first met. You know, even though we were on the opposite sides of the ball, you know, and Coach Brand had me in my little bubble with him and Coach Wilson and you on your side with uh, Coach Paul and Coach Belize and all those other coach, – Coach Skinner. We'll give a shout-out to Coach Skinner. Um, w- but explain to us what's some vital – attributes you look for an offensive lineman um well i mean the, the beloit days were, were were some special days um you know we had, we had days where only had six or seven six or seven guys on the whole squad as far as o-line wise but you know the thing that i always look for uh, is uh is the one thing that i can't really teach with a with a player um when, when i'm watching film and evaluating a young man uh, the one thing that that i absolutely look for is the ability to finish and the want to is something I talk about a lot with my players. Um, I, I can't teach you drive. I can't teach you um, the, the drive inside of you that's not going to let you be beat by that guy. Because um, I've had a lot of good offensive linemen that were not good athletes. Good athlete, being a good athlete is, is something that's great. But, you know, I need an athlete that's good enough. Uh, he has to be able to run well enough um, because the truth is, outside of all the positions on the football field, the offensive line can really be guys that are work-hard, blue-collar guys with not a ton of, you know, great athletic ability. Um, one young man that comes to mind is one that you and I know very well. It's Hayden Simonis. Okay, Hayden Simonis yep. wound up uh, getting a tryout with the Packers after the 2013 season. Uh, well, when Hayden came to us, Hayden was six foot eight, three hundred and ten pounds, and could barely bench press one thirty five. When that kid was finished, he was bench pressing over three hundred pounds, and he went from not a great athlete to a good enough athlete to get a look at from the NFL. Okay, and that's a, and all that came from was his hard work and his desire to be better than what he was. And if you get that in a young man and you put together with some ability, not a ton of ability, but some ability, you're going to make yourself a good offensive lineman. And if you can get four or five of those guys, now you've got yourself a good to great offensive line because those guys are going to refuse to lose. That's the first thing I look for. Okay. And then with that, you know, staying with the kickoff question, um, 
your, your, you had your attributes right. What other things you look for? Is there anything else like, you know, you talk about moving, you talk about feet kind of sort of, I, I believe, in a way. Mm-hmm. But is there anything else you look for after any of that's done? Because, like, let's say you teach them, right? You can teach them and it goes right out the window. Hayden was phenomenal. I remember that guy. I remember whenever we coached him, remember we, we talked about this one time. Where he has to sit down. You can't, you can't have – there's no eye-to-eye with him, right? Because you're, you're, like, yeah. you're like, oh, hello, hey, hey, how you doing? You're, like, looking up to a skyscraper. Because, like, that's oh, the funny thing. People yeah, people don't realize, you know, and, and he was the nicest guy. I mean, we had a lot of nice guys we coached together at the college level together. But, like, he was that one person. He's like Gilbert Brown, right? He puts that helmet on. He's a whole different person, man. Yeah, and uh, I don't yeah. know if that was something. Like, is there anything else that you could add add to that of that? Uh, you know, the the one thing that um, I and and I always one thing that we do here at Campbellsville University, and something that I've done for years is I always want to talk to the high school coach and specifically the position coach because I want to know if the kid is coachable. Because uh, you'll get guys that'll come in and think they know everything. You, you're not going to teach me anything that I haven't learned already. Um, and, that's, and that's something that's always hard for me to deal with because, um, you know, the transition from a high school offensive lineman to a college offensive lineman is a very, very different thing. Uh, it's almost like two different worlds of football, essentially. Um, and the way that I break it down, and, and high school coaches are absolute salt of the earth, and there are a lot of great ones out there, okay, just like there are a lot of great college coaches. But, you know, the difference between uh, myself being a college coach is this is what I'm paid to do. This is my profession. Um, I don't teach on the side and then do something else. So I, I don't have a lot of time to deal with kids that don't want to take what I'm teaching them and apply that knowledge. Um, so coachability is the biggest thing. I need guys to take what I, take what I teach them and then apply that to um, what happens on the field. And if – I can, and that's the number two thing to me. And it's almost like, you know, um, work ethic and coachability are one and one A, uh, one A and one B, uh, essentially for me. Uh, but the coachability is a really, really big thing. Uh, because offensive line is, uh, you know, unlike a lot of positions in the field, you know, it's five is one. That's something I, I talk to my, my players about a lot. Uh, because, you know, you've got to take, you've got to have five guys all working together. Even if you're working not working in a zone scheme where you're doing a lot of double teams, even if it's just ISO blocking. Everybody's got to be on the same page where they know who they have, what number they got, that sort of stuff. And there can't be a lot of confusion, so there has to be a lot of seamless communication. Sometimes it can just be a look and a point and different things along those lines. So, and that's where the coachability comes in because now they have to be able to work together as a unit, which is, um, you know, as an offensive line coach, that's the thing I really have to do. I have to get my five guys to work together. Awesome. Okay, Coach. There's the whistle. We are on our first drive question. That was a great kickoff question. First drive question, okay? <clears throat> now, this, this, this might make you laugh, okay? We're, we're doing some name dropping, right? We're, we've been dropping, like, you know, all our guys from the back of the play. I know. You, you, you busted out Chris Brand, and, you know, God bless him. I love uh, – always be thankful anch- – Thankful to Chris Brand for giving me that job. Yes, me. yes. But we got to make sure we, we, we got to bring up Mark Anderson, you know, Joe, you know, Bucky, those guys too. I mean, I don't want to miss those guys. I mean, those guys were really the great people of that, you know. But the first drive question, we did not talk about it. I don't think I said his name. 
Sam Perryman, right? We love that guy's awesome. Um, yes, he I is. remember the one time, and and this is this is the lead up to your question. Like I told you earlier when we were talking, it's going to make you laugh. I remember the first time uh, Sam and you were talking about zone turn and man turn, right, with the corners, and we're, yeah, we're yeah. you're you're chuckling with it. So like that, like some coaches don't understand the man zone to zone turn. I mean, you understood it. You just thought of a, a concept how we taught it. How do you teach, like any listener, youth, high school, college, you know, overseas, give us your fundamentals of blocking. You know, like everyone has like the feet, you know, squeeze, blah, 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 you know, the strike, the stick, whatever. What do you say to your players? I know, and, and this is for all the viewers, listen, if you heard him earlier, he only had like seven linemen. His first, was it seven or six? Oh, boy. I mean, they were – that first year, I had six. <laughs> he, had six he had six linemen, ladies and gentlemen, oh, my gosh. Three for nine games. Nine games, six players. And, and, like, some of them were playing hurt, honestly. You know, yes, they were. Nothing major, but it was like, you know, sprained ankle, things like that. And then, like, eventually, I, I honestly think the most you ever had was 12 maybe, right, at Beloit? No, I mean, honestly, that uh, my second year at Beloit, I had – or my last year at, in 2012 when Alex Cook was running the offense, we had, we had nine. Nine. I had nine. nine. I had nine. Yeah. 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 I never had two cool. lines of Beloit. That was always the goal. <laughs> and and that's why I wanted your this is why I wanted your first drive this first drive question. How you're teaching them how to block, they're getting the job done. I'm not saying all of them are all conference, but like you were saying earlier, all you need is the heart, the work ethic, and the coachability. And that's what all nine or six or seven or eight did for you. So if you don't mind telling the the viewers, listening audience how do you teach the blocking? Like, how do you break it down? What do you tell them? Where do they put their hands? Um, well, I mean, it all starts with your feet. So it all starts with your stance, um, first and foremost. So you make sure the, the, the young man has a good balanced stance. Um, you know, uh, the days of the old, uh, you know, the flat back, uh, come out, face mask first, and then bring your hands later. Those are, those are kind of gone just, just because defensive linemen move so much. So what, what we really focus on here at Campbellsville, and it's something I've been teaching uh, I taught it before I left St. Olaf. I was teaching it at Benedict College when I was there. Um, it's really, uh, you know, your hands and feet work together. So I, I always start with our stance. Once the stance is good, now we're working to take our first step. So, so say it's an inside zone step and I'm the right guard I'm going to take um, and the play is going to my side. Uh, I'm going to take a quick, a quick first step with my right foot, uh, usually about six-inch jab step. But at the same time, I'm loading my punch because the punch is the absolute most essential thing that we do as offensive linemen, okay? Because what that does is the punch is when we, we fit our hands onto the defender and we're trying to aim for the chest plate, but my body has to go with it, okay? So my first step, I load my hands, I bring them back uh, right, about, right about to my, you know, to my breast, to my chest plate here with my thumbs up and I'm ready to hit. And then with my second step, I'm fitting my hands. Um, you know, the one thing that my guys hear me say a lot, it's something that we work every day, is load fit. It's a progression. So my first step, load. Boom. I take my step, I load my hands. Second, uh, two steps. I take my first step, and then the, my second step goes right to the, right to the defender. And at, as I'm stepping, my hands are loading, so my whole body's coming with me. And that's where my punch comes in. Because if my, my hips are behind me, my body's behind me, and I get that good punch on the second step, as I come through on the third step, I have control of the, of the defender, 
and now I can take him whichever direction I need to take him, whether it's a base block out, whether it's a down block, um, or whether I'm working a double team with uh, the center or the right tackle who I'm working with, with eyes to the next defender, which, which is usually the, the inside linebacker down to the inside. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so that's that one. Okay, to, to piggyback with that question, now, like every offensive line coach, right, one – we don't ever – they never hold, right? There's no holding an offensive <laughs> line, right? Okay, unless – Well, you you're, allowed, you're allowed to, um, oh. you know, but, yeah, you know, there, it, as, right? long as, you're, as long as you're, you're within the chest plate, you are allowed to grab, yes. Okay, so, well, we don't hold anyway, so unless you're caught. Um, the biggest question I always do, and, and I, I want your personal opinion on this, and then we'll go to halftime, to follow up the question. You talked about, the, you know, you're, you're fitting the hands – you know, the loads fit, I really like that. You know, the, the punch, thumbs up. But here's my thing. For pulling, right? Mm-hmm. Skip pull, open pull. What do, what do you recommend? What, like, if, if you're in youth, middle school, high school, college, what do you recommend for every level? Do you, or what do you like better? You know what I mean? So skip um, pull it, or open pull? I, it always depends on what the offense is. I'll be completely honest with you. Okay. okay. So what I mean is if you are a under center downhill, power, gap scheme offense, okay? The skip bull is going to be kind of um, not what you're what – you're, it's, it's not going to fit what you're trying to do. So what I mean is uh, a lot of times with a skip pull, you're going to give a little ground, and a lot of times it's angle blocking. So what I mean is um, when I skip pull, the thing that I do is I stand up and cross my feet and basically give up all of my power because I'm standing up. Okay, uh, there's one line that always works in every level of football at every position of football. Low man wins, no question, yep. right? Yep. Um, you were always. a linebackers coach for a lot of years, right? Low man wins. That uh, you hear that you hear that at every level. I've heard it every season I've coached. Okay, uh, well if I'm skip pulling, a skip requires me to stand up. I can't I can't skip from a crotch from a from a from a loaded position with my legs bent. Okay, so obviously I'm going to have to, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a hard time getting low if I'm skip pulling. It's just that simple. Okay, um, so now us here at Campbellsville we don't do the skip pull because we are a gap scheme downhill under center offense when it comes to our run game. Um, so we're just a open and run sort of group. That's kind of how we have to do it. Um, now the back in the days at Beloit when uh, you know Ethan Pohl who I am eternally grateful for learned a ton of football from that man. Um, you know, we were, <laughs> we were a downhill gap scheme, but we used the skip pull because it helped our guys see what was going on because, like you said before, um, you know, Mateo Lausdorf was a great center for us, okay? But Mateo was, what, about 5'8", 240 wait, wait. pounds? Wait, he was a linebacker, remember. He was Absolutely. And I said, in the meeting, I said, this guy would be a pretty good center, no offense. Yeah, and he was a two-year starter. And I'm pretty sure after I left, he might have gotten honorable mention all-conference. Okay, Mateo is now a high school coach and does a great job. Okay, but with guys like that, you know, you can't really be a downhill get right after on team because those guys are generally going to be smaller than the guys we're going against. So we got to kind of angle guys. And that's where the skip pull comes in. Now, when you're working at the lower levels, the skip pull 
is a little bit different than when you have a dancing bear at, you know, the Division One level. So if you look at, like, a Wisconsin, they could skip pole all day and all night because, you know, their guards are 6'6", six six, 340 pounds, and they're running 4840s. <laughs> you know, but at the lower levels, you've got to kind of be a little bit more creative as far as it, putting your guys in the position to do well. Let me ask you a question there with that question you just said. Would it, mm-hmm. if you widen your splits, right, and you're not under center, like you're talking about, you were talking when you said earlier about the pulling, old school mm-hmm. type of block, like the old school power gap scheme, you know, the 21 personnel, whatever, or any type of personnel, but it was mainly under center. If, if you teams now sp- open up their alignment, widen people out, shotgun it, bend the line, you know how everyone bends the line now, so they can't, yeah. kid, you, can't get, you can't get stunned on it as easy. It's, and if the kid's athletic enough, do you think at the youth level you want some, maybe some kids to skip pole, or would you just say just teach everybody one way? Um, at, that, at, the, at the youth level, I would definitely skip pole because it helps the kids to see. That, that's the big advantage of the skip pole is it gets you yeah. off the line so you can actually see what's going on just in case, just in case say, the defensive end cut across, cuts across the tackle's face and now the hole, the hole is kind of just mucked up and now you've got to mm-hmm. go around. Okay, that's where the skip pull kind of really helps you. Because if you're, if you're pulling right down the line, if you're, if you're an A-gap insert power team, which a lot of teams are becoming now, uh, you know, they're, they're running power right up, right up the chute, you know, A-gap to A-gap. Um, well, if that's mucked up and you're just doing your regular 90-degree open step run and run downhill, well, you're not going to be able to see that. Correct. Um, so that's what, so that's yeah. So that's where the skip pull kind of comes in. And you know, Ethan and I had that had that discussion when we were at Beloit because he wanted to do the skip pull. Um, we had done it at Youngstown because that's where I was before. I was at Youngstown State before I came to uh, Beloit, and I just noticed that those guys had issues with really kind of digging guys out. Um, but when he and I talked about it. You know, he, he talked to me, and it made sense in the fact that, they, hey, they can see a little bit better. So, and then once we really started running it that way, you, power becomes more of a versatile play as opposed to it's a B-gap insert, and that's where we're going, right? Um, you know, now, heaven help a running back if he wants to cut power back because now he's, now he's, go, now he's taking himself <laughs> to that backside inside yeah. linebacker. That's going yeah, 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 to be an yeah, issue to get to. Okay, uh, you, know, cloudy, Karen, you remember you, were, you remember T. 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 always wanted to cut that one back. You know that's back yes, in the boys' days. Yeah, yes, he did. and he got smacked a few times. He, he broke a couple, but he got he smacked. Bro- he did break a couple. I'll, I'll give it. But he, you know the one thing with T. I, I'll give him really big props on this. He'd cut that thing back, get walloped, he'd get right back up. Yeah, you tough know. kid, tough kid, no doubt about it. Terrence was awesome. a uh, Terrence is is a uh, tough is a tough young man. So, but yeah, you know, I, I would, I would probably teach the skip pull, um, you know, at the, at the youth level, just because, you know, it's, it, like I said before, it can really help kids kind of see where the hole is or see if they need to bounce it as the puller to, to lead the, lead the uh, running back outside. Okay. Perfect. Coach. There's the whistle. We're done with the, we're done with the first drive. We're going to go to halftime really quick. We'll come back. Get some, we're going to get some water during halftime. Maybe talk. I got, I got a couple questions. We're going to talk about the out, junior outback team in Australia that you're doing. And then uh, the, the, the question before that, I have a really good one for you about, you know, advice for young college guys getting into college coaching. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with the Coach Stone podcast and Coach Crosby right after halftime. 
The Big Four, a physical education book written by Coach Anthony Stone, can be purchased through the following locations. Amazon, iTunes, BarnesandNoble.com, and Kobo. Brunch. Dirty dollars. Hey, that's okay, Wendy. That was a good carry. You're still the man. You're the man. Latte. Ah. Four dollars. Shake it off, Johnny. Rub some dirt on it. New piano. Three thousand dollars. All right, guys. They're not saying boo. They're saying movers. Supporting your team. Priceless. Sorry, Bobby. You still got the best arm in the neighborhood. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's MasterCard. This is VCAP, right? All right, so we're back. We're back from halftime. We got Coach Crosby. Um, he's the uh, Campbellsville University O-line tight ends coach. He's also the offense coordinator for the Junior Outback Junior Team for Australian Outback Junior Team. Um, coach Crosby, we're back. We're back from halftime. I hope you got enough water and stuff. Are you all good? Are you ready to roll? Yes, sir. Let's go. Okay, so here we go. Kickoff return question. You know, I, I this is a funny thing. Remember. Remember when we were do it when we got this turf the first time, and I told CB, "Give me the ball. We'll run it back on the opening kickoff." And I loved it because I don't know if you did, <laughs> Coach Cosby. <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember every practice I got fired. I don't know if you did, but I did. <laughs> He's like, yeah, there were a few. There were yeah, a few. Oh, you got, you, you got to get you got to get time. Chris Brand on to really tell some of those stories. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I think Coach Brand fired me about six or seven times a week. Um, but, you know, the funny story about the kick return question is uh, the reason why I use this in my game plan is we were playing Grinnell, right? Kicked the, we mm-hmm. asked for the ball. It was our, the first time we ever got turf at Boy College. And the first time the ball was touched by a boy player, Kenny Williams, boom, took it up the sideline, touchdown. So, and that was awesome. But, okay, so let's get with the kick return question, Coach. You're, you're over 15 years, you're about 15 years, maybe over 15 years now of college coaching. What advice do you have for those younger coaches? You know, besides telling them, like I would say, if you have a fiancé or a wife right now, make sure she's a football wife because, you know, a lot of times that strains relationship because you're so far you're so you're so much away. But what other advice can you give them in a positive thought or, you know, yeah. tips, going to clinics, things well, like yeah. that? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, it's so different from when we first got in, right? Because you and I are roughly around the same age. I mean, Correct. geez, man, we were working with, like, VHS tapes. Um, yeah. you know, everybody, everybody, had a different, everybody had a different editing system, right? I mean, there was, like, DSV. Um, if you were lucky enough, you had XOs. There was web. Um, there was game time. Uh, there was just so many of them. And now it's all so uniform. You know, I mean, you were a GA at one point yep. in, your, in your career. You know, drive exchange. You know? Oh, I love. Right. Hey, I love Sundays, right? Just drive yeah. three hours just to go get Absolutely. a video. Absolutely. Yeah, to meet to meet at a to meet at an exit, and then you got to yeah. find a place, and and, and 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 that was really before text messaging. That was before cell phones. I mean, we're dating ourselves here. So let me just give the yeah. advice to the young cats. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, so it's so it's really easy to kind of chase the dragon, which is one thing that I say. Um, you know, and what I mean is, like, you get these guys that they're always chasing that next job and chasing that next job. And, like, oh, yeah, I just got here. But, man, my buddy's got this place over here. Um, you know, Mike Wilson, who is a mutual friend of ours and who, yeah. is, who is one of the, the best men I've come across in coaching, um, you know, Mike is a true friend, okay? Mike has told me for years to uh, be where your feet are, okay? Um, 
if you're not in a great situation, you know, hey, I'm not making enough money and all that sort of stuff, just make your position as good as you can. And then mm-hmm. if you are true to what you're doing and you believe in yourself, opportunities will come. I truly do believe that. And um, the one thing that I talk to every young coach about is ask good questions, but always continue to learn. Because there's something you can take from every person that you, on your staff, and there's something you can take from every situation, and there's something you can take from every program you're associated with. You know, don't be one of those guys that um, uh, there's nothing that guy can teach me. There's nothing I can learn from that. Because, I, you know, we have a young, a young man who just graduated for us, um, Hunter Brown. He was an All-American quarterback for us. I've learned so many things from that young man. Right, and it's just because Hunter's one of those guys that just loves football, and he comes to my office and we'll just talk ball, and it's like, man, wow, you know, that's that's an idea, man. I that, you know, that's a, that's a way to look at it because you just never know, you know. Most of what we do as far as coaching is conversation, sitting down with coaches, talking ball, going up on the board. Hey, I got this idea for this new blitz. Hey, I got this tweak to to this to this inside zone play. Um, you know, hey, I've got this idea for, as far as this, this pass route. And then you put them on the board, and then the ideas idea just kind of start just popping out. And now you've just created something, you know. And that's the, that's the, that's the amazing thing about the profession is there's just so much more to learn, you know. Um, you know, I learned so much from working with Chris Brand and Ethan Pohl and Mike Wilson and Mark Anderson and Buck and Joe and all those great guys that we worked with. I still talk to Aaron Skinner. I still learn stuff from that guy. You know, I mean, Aaron is Aaron is just one of those guys. He's always thinking about football. You know, and those are the conversations. You and I, you know, we talk. You you had the the you know really the unbelievable honor of being a part of the first coaching staff, the first outback women's national team for Australia. That's amazing, right? Yeah. And then I'm I'm hearing you talk about things that you went through up there and stuff that you're doing on defense, you know, and what you guys did on offense and what, what John did and all that, all that stuff. And it's like, man, I'm just learning, you know. It's like I'm sitting at the, feet, at, at, the, at the feet of my grandfather when he would tell me the stories about World War II and, you know, working at the GE plant and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's just you've got to always be willing to kind of open your ears and learn. And some, some guys are, some guys aren't, and that's, and that's all right, man, you know. You know, the thing, too, you say is, like, you know, with, you know, leave, open your ears. The one thing I always say is you've got to be a sponge, right, or a fly on the wall. You know, I, I remember, you know, thinking, you know, my wife last year surprised me with my birthday to get me down to Clemson, and just listening to Dobo, Dobo Sweeney speak was phenomenal. You know, and, and if you guys get a chance, any listener in here, this March when they do their, their coaching clinic again, if you can get in there in the end of the March, I recommend you go. They, 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 they take you they, they treat you like they treat you like as a coach. They don't treat you as a lower coach, if that makes sense. And you know, even the assistants at Clemson College, Clemson University, they do a great job they even let me go to the back room and X and Node with one of the coaches, one of their speakers and their mm-hmm. their assistant coach there. And I, I, I was very, very, very thankful for that. And you know, like you said, you just gotta just gotta listen sometimes. And there's some ideas you can get just from, or just bouncing off these ideas off each other, you know. But that, I think that's phenomenal, Coach. Um, with that being said, Coach, there's the whistle. We're going to go with the second drive question, okay? Now, with you, you guys are going to be, you were in China two years ago. 
Um, this year you guys are going to be in Mexico City, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to be in Mexico City for the Australian Junior Outback team. You're the offense coordinator. Um, you know, I, I I was very fortunate, like you said, about being the first ever women's um, offense uh, defense coordinator for the ladies Outback team. I was also the very first coordinator defense coordinator for the USA women's team. You know, and you know, there's a lot of things there, and it's it's great. Like if I have a chance to go back for the ladies. I'll tell you right now, when the, when the job opportunity comes, I will definitely apply for it. I did it. I had a great time. I think there's a lot of things we can we learn from the first time with the bumps and everything, but I think we could really definitely make the product way better than it was. Um, but why don't you talk to us about you know your challenges? You know, like I was doing Skype calls or a day and a half ahead of us. You know, talking to your head coach, Coach Chappie, Coach Kerr, great guy. I've talked to numerous times. You know, a lot of I've talked to a lot of those coaches before, but just Tell us the insight. What's it like to you? I know what I went through, but tell the audience what what it's like and how you're preparing for this thing. You know. Oh, and also oh, I think you had your Victorian players, right? You know, you had the, yeah, the yeah. Victoria came in. Uh, yeah, they those 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 boys just came in. Uh, yeah, it's the first. Uh, time I want to say ever. in the fall. Yeah, the first time ever Victorian players are playing on a junior outback team. I believe. I, I don't hold me to it. I think it is. I know the ladies. It's one thing I fought for when we interviewed for this job. I said to Coach Hillstead, I said, hey, we need the whole country. We can't just take this group and that group. It's, you know, Australia is Australia, right? And now that you guys have that with the Victorians in, I mean, that's awesome. But explain all that stuff. You know, tell me, like, just tell the audience everything. The, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? It's a, uh, you know, so they're 15 hours ahead. You know, so that's that's always a challenge. Uh, now I'm I'm an early morning guy, so I'm I'm usually up about four or five a.m. just about every day. So it doesn't throw my day day off too much when I gotta gotta get on the phone with uh, Coach Chapman, or talk to Coach Kerr, or talk with Coach Bosey, or you know any of the other coaches. Um, you know, but man, what an honor to really be a part of that whole thing. You know, first and foremost, you know every you know this this is my second World Cup with these guys. Um, I say World Cup. It's like the World Cup of football, I think, is what is what it's called, um, mm-hmm. American football. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just an honor just to be able to, you know, pay the game forward that's given me so much to go to a country that's really just developing the sport. You know, so you're really on the grassroots uh, part of it. Um, so, you know, I feel really great about, you know, being a part of that process. Um, you know, the challenges, you know, are that, you know, you're, you're working with coaches um, that, you know, this is their passion. Right, so these guys just love it. I mean, they don't get paid a dollar to do this stuff. I mean, they actually have to pay to go do these camps. They pay pay to go do the World Cup. You know, so these guys are just, you know, they're just so knowledge hungry. So it is, you know, the challenge is giving them enough knowledge. To be quite honest with you, because we don't want to blow their minds. You don't want to blow their minds. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just they just want to know and they want to. You know, they ask so many questions. You know, how do you put the playbook together? You know, how do you, how do you teach this? How do you teach that? Um, you know, because w- one of the things about being the OC with the team is that I actually coach the quarterbacks. So I, I, I don't really touch the offensive line, which is my specialty, which is what I've done for 10 years now. Um, so, so that challenge is, is a lot of fun because I'm doing something else, which just keeps my energy going. Um, and then the energy coming from the kids because they are so thirsty uh, for football knowledge, uh, and they're just—I mean, it's just an amazing experience. It really is. Um, challenges, absolutely, no question. You know, because 
you know, we went two and two. We got them uh, their first two wins in actual in international play, uh, and that well, that's on that's on Australia too because they had to win a game. They had to beat um, New Zealand, New Zealand, which they had done. Yeah, they had done before I became a part of the program. Um, you know, but we got the, the two wins in the tournament, which were fantastic. I mean, you talk about the energy and the positivity of the program and really just the payoff of all the hard work and the money that these kids put into it. To get these guys to win in front of 20,000 people in China was just, um, I mean, humbling. Absolutely humbling. Um, you know, but, um, you know, the, the guys that I work with down there, the guys that have become my friends, uh, you know, uh, Coach Rowdy, uh, Coach Bozy, uh, Coach, you know, Wolfman. We've Coach Wolfman. Wolfman. Coach Wolfman. Uh, you know, so, so thankful to Coach Chappie. Um, I learn from those guys when I go down there, honestly, you know, because, again, they have, they have these different ideas, and they're working with kids. Uh, you know, they, they train twice a week, and then they go out and play two games. I mean, how amazing is that? You know, mm-hmm. so they, they, can, they have these ideas about things that they've done. And it's just like, you know, like you say, I'm a sponge, right? I'm going to go down, we're going to talk ball, and I'm going to learn, and they're going to learn, and we're going to put this thing together. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm just so proud of everything that we've done with that program. You know, off that World Cup team, we now have 11 kids in the United States playing football. You know, that might not have gotten that. Chance. And they didn't, they didn't pay um, for any of that, right? You guys did that. You, your junior outback team helped them with that for free, right? Like uh, yeah, well, Co- well, Mark, you know, yeah, well, Mark Wilson, Mark Wilson and I, um, you know, Mark, Mark is the defensive coordinator. Correct. Mark is the defensive line coach at Graceland University in Iowa. Um, you know, he and I, uh, you know, I have two young men on my campus right now from those teams, um, you know, but the rest are kind of scattered throughout the U.S. And, um, you know, no, we have, we, we didn't make a dollar off it. Yeah, and, and that's, what, quite it, a, that's it, what it should be. That's what it should be. You talk and, about it all the time, right? You were talking about earlier when you were talking about coaches' advice, right? You know, remember the VHS when we had to drive? Listen, there's huddle, right? <laughs> and I, I'm yeah. going to tell you this right now. Any, any future person that wants to play college football, one, you've got to have the grades, right, Gene? We all know that. Yes. You've got to be coachable, yep. too. Yep. You better be coachable. You know, don't come out with a chip on your shoulder. If you have a chip on your shoulder, you better be able to back it up. And here's the other thing. If you have huddle, listen – Follow me on Huddle, Coach Stone, or Anthony Stone. Follow Coach Crosby. Follow Coach Mark Wilson. Follow one of us three. Send us film. If they don't want you, I'll send it somewhere for nothing. You see what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, these kids, like you said, just like our ladies that we had, they're super hungry, you know. You know, they're, 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 there's so much has been accomplished after we left with, you know, leagues starting up you know, from all over with SA starting up, Southern Australia, Western Australia, starting leagues up. You know, with the juniors team, you come back with two wins. You just said it. They have 11 kids that are in college right now, 11 kids overseas. I guarantee we can make that number double, triple if we share this podcast everywhere. And that goes for any country, any country. You, you, got, you got a good film? You think you got a good film? Send the game film to either Coach Wilson, Coach Crosby, myself, and we'll share it out there. Make sure you have your grades and everything in there. hope you're okay with that, Coach. But I think that's what people have to understand. You don't need to pay for someone to get you a look. All you need to do is have someone send it for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole, the whole uh, social media thing, um, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, 
you know, all Snapchat, all that sort of stuff is, uh, you know, it's really kind of helped kids kind of get their profiles out there. I mean, I get kids to follow me just about every day. And, you know, they send me their film and they say, Coach, I just want a chance. Um, you know, I mean, I've, we've helped a lot of young men get placed in the U.S. Uh, for, no, for no charge. Um, and, you know, and, man, man, Stone, this game has given us so much, right? I mean. Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just feel so grateful to, to have done some of the things that I've done. You know, God, you know, my mother passed about 10 years, you know, years ago. God bless her soul. And, you know, if she would have been around with me going to Australia and me going to China and just doing all the things that I've done with, with uh, you know, this game of football, I mean, she would have been like, you know, I mean, one, she would have been with me because there's no way she would have gone, I would have gone to Australia and not, not had to include her somehow if she would have kicked my butt. But, you know, um, you know, to be to to be able to do all this stuff, you know, you got you got to pay it forward, man. It's just it's just good karma, you know. So hey, listen. So don't. So anybody anybody that's listening, you know, if there's a if there's a young cat out there, out in you know, <laughs> you know, hey, if you're playing football in Vietnam and you want to try and come to the U.S., all you gotta do is find me on Twitter, follow me, send me your film, and like Coach said, if I can't find, if you won't fit in what we're doing. You know, I will send your film out to all the guys that I know, and I will and I will repost it on Twitter and resend it out, and do my best to kind of just help make that dream come true. Because you know, through football, a lot of my dreams have come true, man. Yeah, and here's the thing too, Coach Crosby, myself, and I, I you know, with you know, I don't mean to throw Coach Wilson like, and he probably won't care, but you, uh, we 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 have so much from this game, like you were saying, right? Now, the kid, like example, your kid from Vietnam, right? If he's not a great player. Listen, we'll try our best, but, like, don't be upset if you don't play. You know what I'm saying? Just the experience yourself playing on a, an American team is priceless, right? I would say that, right, Crosby? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's priceless. You know, there's things I've done in my college career that I'm phenomenal. You know, I, I, I was able to play – I had the fortune to play indoor football, and I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it's just – you know, so if you have that dream to play sports, any sport, don't ever stop that. You know, don't ever stop believing in yourself. Work hard at it. I mean, we have girl ladies on our team that play it, and they are still playing it. You know, and then there are some unfortunate ones like Christy Moran. She's, I don't know how many more years she's going to be playing, but she was a, she's a really good running back for the Australian Outback team. And she was phenomenal. She came and played with the States this past year. So Yeah, I mean, there's just, you know, there's a place for everybody to play, you know. And, you know, I talk to kids a lot because I played at Division three school. Coach, you played in Division three school. and Division two, um, Division three, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you – even if you're – like, yeah, so what if it's not scholarship ball? At least you're still playing. And yeah. you know what? I, I still talk to guys that I played with on my offensive line, you know, back in, you know, the, uh, the, late, the late 1990s, <laughs> you know, and it's just – you know, the bonds that can be created through this game, um, you know, can last a lifetime. They really can. Well, you're, you're just talking about there, with the, you know, that's sold me right there, bonds, right? You know, the bond you have with Coach Chaffee, Coach Kerr, I mean, that's things you have. I, you know, Coach Bryce, Coach Rob, Coach Jenkins, Coach Dane, you know, Coach Calvin, you know, there's all, all those coaches on our staff. Coach Stevens, you know, Coach Katz, you know. I mean, those are the things you can never, never, ever forget. 
you know, and there's also oh, and Coach Josh, Josh, don't don't get mad, Coach Josh too, but uh, you know that's that's a crazy, you know, because you know what happens, you forget one coach, right? You're you're in deep trouble. I probably forgot one. No offense, I, I know Coach Ken, Coach K, and Coach Coach Walter. But oh, I, I guarantee you, I, I guarantee you, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a message from Kyle, of uh, you know, from the Beloit days. And oh, like, hey, uh, we're we're well, why didn't you guys mention me? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be. Hey, let's not put it past the guy, right? You know so, exactly, right? You know, or or Zach Bach. You know, he's gonna be like, why didn't you guys message me? You know, you you you, you know that you contact, you talk about Hayden for like two minutes, and I get like thirty seconds, you know, or whatever. But uh, you know, <laughs> coach, that's awesome. You know, and I, I'm I I want to wish you luck with the junior outback team. I know you're gonna do great. You know, when when Coach Chappie asked, you know, hey, I need a couple American guys that are good. I thought of you guys, and I thought of you right away. So I, I know you'll do you know you do the USA proud for helping out Team Australia with that. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. No, I mean hey, you know it's a uh, you know you, you know you you kind of gave me the opportunity. I'm glad I'm glad it came my way, and you know I think I think we're doing I think we're doing really good things, you know down there, and um, you know this uh, you know it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough field this year, but I feel like uh, you know we've improved that. We've improved that program a lot, and we've improved the game in the country, and there's a ton more participation. And, um, you know, we just did the selection camp in January, and it was, uh, you, know, we, you know, we had a lot of good football players down there, and some guys got left off. And, you know, two years ago they wouldn't have gotten left off because um, there's just so much more depth in the country now. And, um, you know, it's a uh, – we're going in a good direction, and – I feel as long as those kids, you know, we're going to do well. I feel like we're going we're gonna to show it. We're going to represent Australia very well in Mexico. You know, well, that's awesome, Coach. There's the whistle. We're going to go to two-minute warning. Before we start the two-minute warning, the one thing I would say to all the junior outback players that made it, listen, two things. Make sure you're coachable. Have a big heart. Your work ethic is huge. No days off, Okay. So anyone that made that team, that I think you guys have an A and B squad. Is that correct, Coach Crosby? Yeah, yeah, we got 45 on the A squad and then 15 guys on the B squad. And uh, man, we got some good so, talent, man. Really yeah. Do. So all I would say to any of those guys on that roster, both rosters, no days off. Work out. Do something. Do some FBI football intelligence. Do something to make yourself better. And guess what? Like like I said earlier, the cream will rise to the top. And if it's not your opportunity this year, there's always next year. And if there's not that opportunity there, send your film to Coach Crosby, myself, or Coach Wilson, and we'll try to find you a home. Now, you might have to pay. Now, no, none of these, you know, that's one thing we probably should have said, Coach Crosby. There's probably going to be no free rides. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, there's always scholarships and things like that. So, but let's do well, this. Well, I mean, Coach you can't. Yeah, go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. You're good. I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, you know, it's very rare a kid goes to college for free. So you know, there's always going to be a cost. And at the end of the day, it's an investment in yourself. And that's what, that's what I try to explain to guys. Um, you know, because you're going to be able to – your earning potential is going to be much higher with a bachelor's degree. No question about it. Yeah. And, you, and let me ask you a question. Here's a cool thing. Like, I still have student loans, right? How many – do you still have student loans? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we both still have student loans, right? You know, I was very fortunate right out of college going right to get my master's to be a GA, like you were saying. You got your master's degree too, right, because you were a GA? Yeah, yep. 
Okay, so we both have our master's degree. So the education we have is just really high and things like that. So that's, you know, that's the one thing. Make sure you get your education because you never know when your last down is called. You never know that, players. So if you're a player, youth, middle school, high school, whatever, outback or overseas, you never know when that last down is going to occur. You know, so make sure you're always doing everything, always going 100 miles per hour, you know. All right, Coach, two-minute warning. It's your time to shine. You do whatever you want for two minutes. Your words of wisdom. And I hear you clicking all your notes together you were using. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but go ahead. What's the, like, a quote you want to leave with us? Or, you know, you can leave us with a quote after you give us a little two-minute of your wisdom but or a little saying you said, you know, earlier, like chase the dragon or, you know, you know things like that. What's, you, the floor is yours. Two-minute warning. Go ahead, Coach. Hey, you know, boy, boy, the game of football can give you so much, um, you know. But you gotta. The only way you get it is the only way you get the reward is if you put in the hard work, um, and that's and that's an, that's anything in life, man. You know, I mean, boy, you know, I thought I knew a lot when I was two years into coaching. I thought I knew everything when I was five years into coaching. When I got ten years into coaching, I realized I didn't know nothing. You know, and now, and now I'm just starting to kind of catch up to, you know, being, being a knowledgeable coach. And, um, you know, and, and as anything goes in life, um, it's never done. You know, you always got to have that thirst. You always got to have that drive. Um, and, and really the biggest thing is to me is that I found my passion. I found my love. Okay, um, I love what I do. I love my profession. I love every second of it. I don't hate going to work. I love going to work. And that's what you need to find as you become an adult. Uh, You've got to find what drives you. You've got you to find, you know, what wakes you up in the morning. Okay, so it's very clear that what wakes, wakes Coach Stone up is uh, that beautiful wife of his, Kira, right? Because, you know, she's, one, she's really easy on the eyes. And too, she's great. Right? I, hey, I will put in my coverage you know? like Coach Wallace would say. Hey, hey, you, you definitely have kicked your coverage, you know. <laughs> and then, but that's why that's why you married her so early, you know. But uh, you know, but I wasn't stupid. You just gotta, hey, I wasn't. Stupid. <laughs> I wasn't. But I hope. Well, I hope she doesn't listen to this because I can't ever no, see her. No, oh, thank God, thank God, she's not one of my. Li- I only have like seven listeners now. They said so. That's good. You know. Hey, you got like eight you now. Said, so you didn't. You didn't even know how many kids I had. You were like four. Wait, wait, five, six, seven. You know. So you're good. Don't worry. Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you just got to find that thing, the thing that you love in life. Um, and a lot of it can, it can be your spouse, okay? It can be, you know, your work. It can be anything, just, just whatever drives you. And if you can, you can be one of those rare people that you can have your profession as your passion, boy, man, that's a great combination in life. And, you know, you may not make a lot of money, but, man, you're going to be pretty happy as far as your quality of life. And that's a big, big thing. You know, uh, you know one thing about you, Coach, is that you are an educator, okay? You're a teacher of football. Um, you're a teacher of, you know, physical fitness. You are a teacher of phys ed as far as writing your books and trying to teach other teachers, okay? So you are an educator. That's what drives you, um, you know? So if you can find that in life, man, you're going to live a good life. You know, however long it is, you're gonna, it's going to be a good one, man, and you're going to enjoy it. Well, that's awesome, Coach. Here's the thing I'm going to say to all the listeners today. I want, I want to thank everybody for listening. But here's the thing I'm going to say. If 
you would ever want, Coach Crosby, myself, Coach Wilson, us three, to come to your country, do a coaching clinic, do some camps, you know, with Coach Stone football. We are, we are ready. I, I hope Coach Wilson knows he's ready. If he's not, Coach Mark Wilson, if he's not ready, he is now. So if, if anybody out there looking <laughs> overseas, you know, want us to come, we'll do a glazier clinic, we'll do, we'll do a glazier-type clinic where we X's and O's and things like that, and then we'll, we can even evaluate players, you know, while we're out there you know, and things like that. So I'm just telling you, Coach Crosby, we're probably going to have to do a trip together overseas. I know we haven't yet, but that's something we're probably going to have to do down the well, road. We've, we've, had enough, we've had enough recruiting trips together. I think, uh, I think we know we'll be okay. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll be fine. And my wife will definitely be okay with that, you know. I, I, we don't have to worry about her giving birth and then two days later living, leaving for Australia. That's not going to happen yeah. again, so we're, yeah. we're all good well, with that. You know, I mean, you know, now, now backstory, backstory to some of the talk. You know, obviously, Coach Stone and I, you know, we worked together for three years at Beloit College. And, Correct. you know, we recruited together. We coached together. Um, you know, we, we, we hung out together. Um, you know, but, boy, that stuff is, what, eight years ago now, Coach? So, you know, we're a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Absolutely, yeah. So, a little bit wiser. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so, um, you know, but, hey, man, you know, before we go, I just want to congratulate you on all your success, you know, writing your book. You know, doing Thank you know, you. doing the the women the women's national team down there. You know, Thank running you. your camps. Um, you know, everything that's everything that's coming to come across in your life, you deserve because you're a good man in this world, and you're well, you are somebody I am very proud to say is my friend. Okay, not a not a former colleague, not any of that stuff. You know, you are my friend. And, football family, man. You know, football family. Yeah, anything you know, anything that comes, any all the good that comes to you is because of all the good you've put out there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the Coach Stone Podcast. Uh, this is Coach Stone Podcast number seven. I want to thank J.C. Hawks Radio, the J.C. Hawks Sports Network. I want to thank Coach Crosby. Hey, really, no offense, man. You're like a brother to me, and I appreciate from the bottom of my heart all those kind words you did. And, uh, you know, my, I know you probably don't know this, or maybe you do, Gene. I have another book coming out really soon. It's a football drill book. I was writing it last night. I think I'm up at the 385 pages. So I either got to cut it down or something. Um, but just want to say thank you again for all the kind words. Um, our next guest for Coach Stone Podcast 8 will be announced shortly. Um, I want to tell the listening audience, remember, always remember instilling confidence by laying a foundation when you're teaching athletes. Thank you, and have a great day. Coach Stone Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.